this is Rick Stoner. On today's episode, I talk to Charlie Silver, the founder and CEO of Permission.io. Permission is a tokenized Web3 advertising platform that enables advertisers to offer consumers crypto rewards for their data and engagement. And today I have Charlie Silver with me from permissions.io. Oh, I've looked over a little bit of this Web3 advertising. Charlie, you're going to have a lot to tell me. I'm going to have a lot of questions because there's so many layers in crypto now. I can't keep up to everything anymore. So give us a little bit of a brief description just of what you do yourself on the project because the questions are going to get crazy here. Well, Rick, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm the CEO and the founder of Permission.io. And what we have built is a Web3 advertising platform, which enables individuals to earn from their data and their engagement and be part of the value equation that advertisers, when they spend money, that a portion of that goes to the user. And that's, it's all about allowing the individual to take control of their data and properly get paid for it and build trust with advertisers. And so I spend my days just planning and enhancing all of the things that can optimize the platform. This here, this idea I've, I know I now I know exactly what this is. So, our 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 data is being sold everywhere. Let's say every single app that you put on your phone, it isn't really to play the game. It's to take your data and sell it. So you want to protect data like mine and have it valuable to me instead of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this harsh. Instead of it sliding around in the internet, because that's what it is. My ad, my data is like freedom to the highest bidder right now because that's what's going on people are just taking it and using it so you, it sounds like you're going to build a, a way to contain that and regulate that a little bit more so if people want to have access to my personal data or data stri- whatever i'm surfing like i mean today's news if you read today's news we're being tracked on everything. I'm kind of tired of being tracked on every, I don't want my government to know when my family goes to eat food. I don't want people to know when I drive uptown and go to the grocery store. I don't want these things. They don't, they, I live in this, it's not even presumed. The whole world's spying on me, spying on you. Every time, that doesn't make anybody feel good. You know that everybody's looking at you all the time. And well, that's exactly right. Well, Rick, that's Sorry, exactly right. I mean, you know, the world or it's global. There's this thing called surveillance capitalism. And everybody mm-hmm. is profiting off of your data, except for you. The individual doesn't yes. get a cut. And that's what 
we have created the ability for individuals to take ownership of their data and share it only with the people who compensate them and ask permission explicitly. And that's what we've been spending years building and it's been, it's quite a robust platform and we have our own crypto ticker ASK and it's a utility token that's all been built around enabling an advertiser to ask permission. And when they ask permission, they mean they're sending you ASK in order for you to share your data. Okay, so is this is this going to be a layer that's going to be added into other software? How, how are you going to mobilize this and start protecting the consumer in a, in a more, we, let's just say for North America, the global come after that, but how do you start deploying this and, and protecting all of our data? Does it have to be added to the coding layer of all these software that's stealing all of our data or does it act more like a firewall to our data? How is it going to do that when we have so many companies just data, data mining all of our devices right now? Well, we're not protecting your data. That's not mm-hmm. what we're about. And there are ways you can do that. Well, what in, we are in, a way you, in a way you are, if you're, if you're still being, if you're transparent about using my data for me, that's, that's protection. <laughs> well, what we're doing is enabling people to monetize their data. I mean, in the modern like I economy. Have, I have no way to protect that right now. And through well, your system, that, that, I, that, I, I think I might now be able to. Well, let's be honest. Data is oil. It is the fuel that runs our economy. It doesn't, I mean, you could put, you know, uh, privacy, there's all kinds of ways for you to surf the web privately, but it doesn't even matter if you surf the web privately. If you have a driver's license, if you have a credit card, if you have a mortgage, if you have an apartment, if you have an electric bill, if you have a magazine subscription, if you participate in the modern economy in any way, your data is sold and packaged and resold. It's just the way a modern economy works. Data is oil. What we're doing is enabling people to get value. Right now, you don't get any value. And that's what our mission is, is enabling individuals to now get a piece of the action to start getting paid for their data and allow them to take ownership. My view is that if you want to be private, you know, you got to get off the grid because of, again, the state of California, where I live, sells your motor vehicle record they know they'll sell what kind of car you have how many miles you drive your insurance record your driver's license data that data is being sold but you don't get a piece of it and that's what we're about is allowing individuals to start to get paid and get control over it so then do you try and collect that kind of data first or like are, are you doing data collection 
or does that come only from the individual when we sign up? When I sign yeah, up, no. You- when we're enabling the ability for an advertiser, call it Coca-Cola, Nike, Campbell's Soup, Corona Beer, all these advertisers to connect to you as an individual and then say, tell us about yourself. Volunteer to be marketed to, and then we'll opt in, and then we'll reward you with crypto. And so it's that's what we're about is right now you see ads, you see ads, you're the product. But now we're creating a system where people are part of the value equation. And that's the key is bringing the individual, give them a cut of the action. And that's that's only based off of their own, like it doesn't uh, reflect on the combined as you grow. Well, again, if Nike wants to reach you, they'll say, do you play tennis, golf, soccer? How old are you? Where do you live? Fill out this little questionnaire. Give us some data about yourself and we'll pay you 300 ASK. That's in essence what we're doing. Instead of Nike just paying Google and Google's got all this data on you, they know if you've been to a tennis website or a soccer website, Nike's paying you directly instead of paying Google for the data. Ah, okay, okay. Right. Okay. So because these big companies are taking all the ad revenue, they've been basically stealing from everybody um, and then becoming larger. This is taking them out of the picture and going back to the actual um, um, advertiser. That's that's what it sounds like. So are you going to be able to prevent in the future yourself from becoming what you're trying to fix? Well, we're very focused, Rick, not on keeping, you know, individuals data privacy is up to the individual. What we're enabling is the individual to get value. And we're enabling brands to build one to one relationships with their target audience. And they build that one-to-one relationship by asking permission and rewarding people for their participation. Think of, I mean, everybody has a, a loyalty program that they like. You know, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, Marriott Hotels, right? Those firms offer you points, for your loyalty, your data, your engagement. Think of what permission is, is the universal loyalty program where any advertiser can offer rewards for opting in. So it just, again, like I said, it omits that layer of Google. It omits the... Like, are you going to be able to integrate this um, through uh, people who are doing content creation also? Like a lot of content creators are being stripped of everything. They, they go to, a, they think 
that their content should be on, say, a t- a, one of the one of the big streamers, and they don't know what they're up against. They don't realize that everything is, if if they're everything that goes into the algorithm that says this is that person and they don't look exciting then the platform doesn't even let them have views like our content's also being used maliciously against people well again we are focused on connecting individuals to advertisers you know the content creator piece is not yet on our platform it could it is on the roadmap but again we're trying to connect individual so nike is a great example they want to reach 18 to 34 year old men who play soccer okay we have a demand side bidding platform that has the same reach as google So Nike can target those users all across the internet globally, run their ads, but what's different when you run them through permission is that you earn crypto for clicking on the ad and opting in. That's the difference is where a crypto rewards ad network that allows Nike or anybody else to reward users with crypto for opting in. And we call it Web3 advertising. And if somebody wants to opt in, they don't have a wallet, we provide them with a permission wallet, and now they have a wallet. And as they cruise around the internet, they can earn our crypto, ASK, as they see ads that interest them. Okay. Is Ask listed? Yes. Ask is, we've been listed and and uh, we're on yep. BitTrue and uh, Gate.io and BitGlobal. We're on a bunch Bidex. of... Gate.io. Mm-hmm. Right. But we are in the process right now, actually this week. Half a million uh, in volume moving, on BitGlobal. Wow. We're moving off our mainnet, the permission blockchain onto polygon oh okay this to is give us more liquidity and okay. to expand our ecosystem so we're moving mm. ask as we speak and it's a, been a very very big task to, to to do this uh we're moving on to polygon so we can integrate with more wallets payment systems uh uh exchanges DeFi exchanges and by moving to Polygon just really expands our ecosystem tremendously. I'm just looking over your old chart to see you have sustained volume nonstop. Like your volume really hasn't changed. Um, this is really good to see. Yeah, but once we're on Polygon, you know, we expect, you know, everything to really, really grow. And as we start really announcing a very deep uh, uh, amount of advertisers, I mean, the biggest global advertisers in the world. And Rick, let me tell you, 
every agency, every major advertiser wants to participate in our platform. They are sick and tired of, you know, Google and Facebook, you know, extracting all the value. Hey, these guys might, in the future, we might call them the bad chips. The people who took the world and almost ruined it by selling everybody's personal data into some big AI machine that regurgitates and spits out what it thinks the earth is supposed to be about. A lot, like there's a lot, there's a lot changing on our planet right now. There's a lot of awareness, there's a lot of public awareness. Elon is making people very aware of, you know, maybe these systems aren't so healthy. So the less that we have that are um, controlling single points of entry when it comes to advertisements, the better. Because what these guys have been doing, I don't, I don't even consider Google a search engine anymore. That those days were, right, what? It's a black hole. It only goes to where it thinks you're supposed to go based off of the information that was sold by them to other companies. What? Wait, what? Why? Yeah, I, no, just, I just want to search on how to make a sweater. I don't want to, I don't want a sweater from Gucci. I want to knit my own. You have to go down like eight, eight click pages to go find information because they've pushed everybody's pertinent information back. So that breaks the search engine, breaks the theory of it. It breaks, it breaks everything. It's like a broken phone book, right? So I know like you're, what's really cool about crypto is you're trying to reinvent the wheel here, but in a really good way. Like um, just like looking over the roadmap also and just watching and getting a little bit more in understanding of what you're trying to do here. One thing that I heard from you in your last comment, this technology is probably getting a lot easier to sell now, isn't it, Charlie? Like people are very interested. You can go to them, approach them. You can go, I got blockchain technology here and it's going to fix people's private information. Now that, that must be a much easier sell for you out to the public than say seven years ago, people would be like, what are you talking about crypto? No, there's no question about it, Rick. And that's exactly correct is all major all the advertisers i mean and you know advertising is just a massive you know it's the biggest industry in the world i mean it's why google's worth two and a half trillion dollars and it all comes from advertising um it brands i mean advertisers think about nike coca-cola corona beer dish network you know i mean just the list goes on and on and on procter and gamble unilever these companies are sick and tired of paying money to google where half of the money that they spend i mean we haven't even talked about bots do you know that oh. click fraud is the number oh, I one love that word click fraud uh, is well, the I call number them click farms but i'm going to go with click fraud yeah let's yeah let's it's the number it's the it's the second biggest business for organized crime in the world there well, are is that no we got to be careful here you mean organized crime is in organized crime or do you mean organized crime is in invisible organized crime i.e political politicians who are acting like they're not crime but maybe they are organized crime because they're also using these click farms oh i mean click fraud oh i mean um yeah let's keep this conversation definitely i mean going. no there are groups in the philippines and <laughs> russia and china you know that have literally Houseful. Tens of millions, you know, 
a hundred ladies in the Philippines just clicking on ads on websites, you know, and they have algorithms and bots just clicking on ads on 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 fake websites that run Google ads, and you know Procter and Gamble pays the bill, and they know fifty percent of what they pay is going to click fraud. Yeah, um, they almost deserve that though, right? Like a lot of those big guys, they deserve. They, they're, there's one. Well, what, I'm what's not that, saying. How's that word go? Um, is it is it touche? Um, you know what? They're trying to control the flow so heavy. They almost deserve that because do you you would probably you probably understand this because of the way that your software is developed. When conglomerates in that size have that much bargaining power when it comes to ads. Nobody else gets in. No other products get looked at. The well, we I call it Max Hedrum, right? The, the advertising space in a person's mind gets so filled up they can't think about anything else except for Gucci. Doesn't matter if anything. Doesn't even matter if it looks good, unless it's the girl in the red dress. Now that sometimes makes people turn their head. They're gonna go straight for the Gucci because they've been programmed that way, right? And that's because of these click farms or click fraud and ads and it all being centralized through just a few different places like this whole system it's like broken itself is what i'm getting at charlie now now we're about to re-innovate like the the freedom of of people's private information which sounds weird we're gonna we're gonna revolutionize the stuff somehow in a new way we we need to stop whatever's going on in a in a in a non-aggressive way in the way of evolution in the way of humanity can't we can't keep having our teenagers only desire Gucci. We can't keep our teenagers only thinking that glamorous things. There has to be some more freedom in advertising because it's it's actually kills communities. Because when somebody spends their whole life to um, make a soap, uh, a natural soap product, or or knit something together and sells it at a trade show, people walk around those and they're like, "Well, that's not as good as the Gucci ad," right? They're destroying our society with this over push at advertising, this aggressive form of advertising. So I like what you're doing. Yeah, we see we see advertising as a and by the way, global regulations are all forcing this GDPR, CCPA, um, Apple. I mean, uh, you probably read about Apple policies that apps and these are Tim Cook's words have to ask permission explicitly in order to use personal data. The whole world is moving this way and that advertisers want to do it. They want people to explicitly opt in to receive their messages. And when they do that, they get rewarded and they get paid for that data that they share. And I really see the world of advertising going to a place where individuals have to opt in and they'll only opt in when they're rewarded and crypto and we've designed ask ask to be a utility token to serve this function we have a very clear functionality and utility which is to reward users in the advertising ecosystem and are you able to share with me how many people you have signed up now to your system? Well, 
uh, you know, it's there's over a million people that have uh, that hold ASK right now. Um, but we're just getting started. And uh, uh, we are as we start running major campaigns with major advertisers, that's going to go up 10, 20, 30, 40 fold very quickly. And when the next adoption cycle. Right. Plus, yeah. We got to get rid of this bear market. <laughs> oh, there's a bear market. <laughs> My favorite not topic. <laughs> well, not, that bear I'm, market I'm is bull forever, right? Like a bear market to me would be would be Bitcoin continuously following, falling, everybody gone, not being able to find anybody in any chat rooms, um, a complete act like there's too much talk for a bear market. Bear market talk to me during a bull evolution of technology is very kind of strange, actually. Like all I see is everybody talking about crypto five years ago. No, it was just like, oh, Bitcoin hit 20,000 and it was done. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't care about, you know, we don't keep... Listen, everybody is interested in prices, but we focus on value and, you know, just keep building more and more value into our platform and create more value for users. And there's no question. I mean, Rick, I don't have to, you know, explain to your audience that Web3 is here. It's going to change the world and change the world for the better. And, um, you know, we couldn't be more excited about more about Web3 than I do. I like the crypto space is interesting, right? I know that everybody's excited about Web3. Everybody. No. That's all the chatter is like. They're like registering domain names, getting this. They're like, Rick, you got to be in there and this. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, Web1, now Web2, now 3. I'm like, how many layers? For me, it's it's a little bit overwhelming even because I can see that we're moving out of a progressive technology, the first proof of work, um, heavy mining farms, and we're changing into something different. Crypto is completely evolving to some new, weird, interesting thing that I never thought, like I knew we would get to this stage. Now it's, it's, it's really crazy. It's like a, a gigantic trade fair of technology, innovation, and you don't know what's coming out of any of it. You never know if it's gonna last either. Well, Rick, let me give you a little hint. You go to a publisher, you go to e-commerce sites, you know, they say register or log in with Google, Facebook, Twitter. That's web two. Web three is connect your wallet. You know, your wallet is going to be uh, uh, the means how you interact with the Internet. And people are going to have wallet addresses like I have a MetaMask wallet, charliesilver.eth. Forget about these 27 characters that are all random. You're going to be Rick S. Ask. People are going to have wallet addresses like their email addresses. And that's the next, that's what's going to get us crossing the chasm. When wallet addresses and wallets are as easy to use as email. That's, yes, I know that pretty much my same description of this. 
I think though we are now on the cusp of the discovery of everybody. People have been trained how to use cell phones, how to play with apps, how to install them. This is not going to be a, a, a hard transition anymore, is it? No. Again, is uh, we're we're there. The big, the next big move in our space is going to be for the United States government to come out with very clear rules and regulations around taxation, transferring, custodianship. I mean, the U.S. is a laggard in having clear regulation. And when that happens, that gives permission to all the trillions of dollars of institutional money to start playing. I mean, there are small amounts of institutions that are playing today, but once we have clear regulation and i'm not a big fan of regulation but it's going to be a requirement for all the big big money to participate yeah um, i think some of the big money's already been participating just now there's more red tape and seals on stuff and now we're going to see more satisfaction from policymakers, maybe, and and the and acceptance because before people are like, well, what is it, right? Nobody would really accept crypto in the way that we were. Right. Now, um, I got a couple questions about the token itself. Now, is it proof of work? Is this built on another layer? Is, you, is that a, its own blockchain for ASK? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we started the project, we had our own blockchain, the permission blockchain. But we found that we really want, we weren't uh, ERC-20 Ethereum token because of obviously to have scale and pay those gas fees is just not workable, you know, because the gas would cost more yeah, than the token. Right. Yep. So hearing that complaint with hex right now, by the way, people yeah. are staking hex right now, and there's no profit. It it costs three times more to unstake with the gas or whatever of what was staked, and I'm just like, wow, you guys got ow. But right. that's where Polygon comes in and Ethereum layer two solutions. And we've been working with Polygon for quite a while. We love Polygon. It essentially gives you all the benefits of being an ERC-20 Ethereum based token without the fees. So we are absolute this week. I mean, you know, by the end of next week, we will have it all completed where Everybody that owns ASK on our mainnet will be able to use our software bridge and trade it for Polygon ASK. So we're moving on to Polygon, which gives us all the liquidity and benefit of being an ERC-20 token without having to pay the gas fees. This is the only way to success now, right? Like you, I, we all know that we see people move around. I see people complain about gas. New users aren't even going to understand that. Um, 
once you have that full integration layer though no gas fees that could actually impact your price um that you're evaluating at on chart right now increase especially if you're being affected by gas right now like lots of listeners of course are speculative tra- traders they're looking at price and chart and they're like hmm what is this going to be later right that's and i know that's not exactly something you can speculate say that you're going to be something huge in the future that's for them to decide um, i just feel like going to that and having gas not impact you as much is definitely going to help um, chart display for sure it could realize a few more uh, stages of price increase well, Rick, uh, you know, I, I, that's the one thing I, I don't comment on. I don't talk about price. Like I said, I just talk about the value. Um, but, you know, I, I do like to say that a year after Bitcoin came out, it took 10,000 Bitcoin to buy a pizza. And uh, so that's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, I, I understand. It's It gets a little... You know, can and can't you do those kind of things? Are you allowed to talk nowadays in crypto? People are like, hmm. So it is no, you can't, better for me again, to do again, that evaluation. No, you can't talk about price because that's a violation of, you know, no, we don't talk about price. It looks good, though. Like, uh, um, from my standpoint of view, hearing about the upgrade, hearing what's going to happen, how the gas is going to change, what's going to happen in that aspect, it does stand a reason that you have a very bright future, not only the company, but the technology. Um, and, and speculatively, especially since also like your the exchange la- list that you're on is is not huge right now i expect that to grow though um i look forward to seeing you get on gate.io you know some of the more popular uh kucoin and then from there continuing to progress in your journey in the space yeah we are on gate.io right now by the way oh yes yes my my apologies KuCoin, I guess, will be the next stage um, from that, right? And then there's Binance. It's really hard to get on. Um, Poloniex is maybe another one. And there's there's so many new exchanges going on. Just have to watch out for them, uh, making sure that they're not being a fractional reserve against your project. Yeah, and we're really excited to participate in DeFi and allow liquidity pools to form and for people to take their ASK and earn, you know, interest, essentially, uh, staking rewards. Um, So we're excited about that coming down the road very soon. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. This has been a Crypto After Dark production.